everybody. Welcome back to the Betting Pros podcast brought to you by BetMGM. I am your host, Dan Harris. That's Pat Fitzmorris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. You can find Pat on Twitter at Fitz underscore FF. It is time to talk about our best bets for week 12 of the NFL season. We are live streaming this right now on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash betting pros pat uh it's almost thanksgiving are you are you ready for the big holiday or what i am dan um i'm always ready for thanksgiving and what an underrated week of sports thanksgiving week is i mean you start the early part of the week with some uh really interesting fun college basketball tournaments you get the nfl triple header on thursday you get great college football rivalries uh, on Saturday and then more NFL on Sunday. So I like I think it's just a dream sports week. Uh, loving every minute of it right now. Yeah, well, we need, you know, the NFL uh, Thursday on this one isn't exactly lighting, you know, the room on fire with this. <laughs> the, the games are not that exciting, especially the first one. I mean, you know, oh. the Bears and the Lions, just not uh, what we want. But I understand you may be uh, making some picks here on uh, on some of our Thursday games, which is great. And we're going to do some player props. Part of the reason we can't do player props, obviously, on this show is because, for the most part, they're not out at the time we do it. But right now, we are going to be able to do it because there are enough props out now because it's Thanksgiving. That's why we are live streaming this, again, on our YouTube channel. So if you're in the... I see some people chatting already, people waiting for the garage door to open, which is great. It will be opening. I absolutely promise you my wife has an appointment in about uh, 20 minutes, so... It will get there. Nobody worry about that. Uh, but in the meantime, let's uh, go through uh, both uh, our latest offer from our sponsor, BetMGM. We'll recap last week, and then we'll do the usual show, giving our three best bets for the weekend, or in this case, some on Thanksgiving, if either one of us has any picks for that. And then we'll do some player props here for Thanksgiving. And again, Pat and I, uh, as in addition to being betting guys, are also both fantasy guys and not to toot our own horns, but... We're fairly uh, accurate with our fantasy rankings over the last several years. And part of that leads into player props. So we'll get there. And again, if you have questions and you're here joining us and I see that somebody asking about Cole Komet uh, receiving yards prop, we'll talk about those as we get there. And over under our garage door, taking over on one and a half. That's a good bet. That's your best prop bet, obviously, of the weekend. Uh, all right, let me uh, get into our latest offer here from our sponsor, BetMGM. Before we get into the show, new customers can bet $10 and win $200 if your team scores a touchdown with the code JUICE100. Again, Daily Juice Podcast, that's our sister podcast, daily hosted by Matt Peralt. It's great, 15 minutes every single morning. Matt does it, doesn't matter where he is. He could be on a plane. He's been in the hospital. He just does it, uh, guaranteed. So again, that's code JUICE100. Over at BetMGM for new customers, bet $10, win $200 if the team you bet on scores a touchdown. That's available in New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Virginia, Iowa, Washington, D.C., Arizona, and Wyoming. All right, let's quickly recap last week. Our guest, Mike Randall, Pat and I, we were just talking about how much we love Mike and how great he is at the college basketball stuff. But he did go just one and two last week. He did hit on the Vikings, getting two and a half. Uh, in that matchup against the Packers, but he missed on the Seahawks getting three. The Seahawks continue to be uh, uh, just, just our kryptonite on this podcast. And he also had Carolina laying three and a half. And they, of course, lost outright. I went two and one. I hit on the Chiefs laying two and a half to the Cowboys, which was our betting pros pick of the day for Sunday. And the Texans getting 10 from the Titans. I did miss on the Raiders getting one from the Bengals. That puts me at 18 and 15 on the week. 
on the year, pardon me, not on the week. That would be a big week for me. Uh, all right. Uh, remember, we have consensus lines over at bettingpros.com. I will uh, mention the different books that are available. They are moving these lines, that including the Thanksgiving lines when I looked at them just yesterday before preparing for this show. Again, you can make picks in their Betting Pros app, which you should download. You can make your own picks against the spread. You can see where you uh, stand on a leaderboard and all of that. Pat, you are the guest on this show. I give you the honor of making your first pick here. What's your, you know, what do you want to say, your best bet of the weekend? However you want to put it out there. But what's your number one pick? Yeah, so uh, let's start with that aforementioned Bears-Lions game, Dan. I mean, uh, yeah, what, what a great matchup. You've got to bet it pretty much because you're not watching it for the uh, outstanding football. <laughs> True. Indeed. So um, I really like the Lions getting three points at home here. For one, I, I just have a policy. I would never bet against the Lions uh, on a Thanksgiving Day game at home. I'm either taking the points they're inevitably getting or I'm just laying off. But this time I think I want those points. And it kind of comes down to, well, number one, I don't think the Lions are that much worse than the Bears this year. Uh, and number two, I mean, I think it's the, the coaching situations. You've got the volatility of the Matt Nagy situation in uh, Chicago with him being a, a lame duck, a lame turkey, if you will, on Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, in Detroit, I think they have some esprit de corps with, uh, you know, with Campbell. Like everyone loves Dan Campbell. So, um, like, I think they're going to be fired up to try to go out and get their first win of the season on Thanksgiving Day in Detroit. And, uh, you know, I, I like getting a few points here. Yeah, so I'm, I'm taking Detroit in the three. That's one of my best bets for this week. Does Are you assuming with the bet, or does it matter to you, who starts a quarterback here for the Lions? Because, of course, now there's, there's some optimism, at least expressed by Dan Campbell, that Jared Goff is going to be able to go in this game, and it's not going to be Tim Boyle. Does it matter to you at all? No. Uh, and, and on either side, it wouldn't. I mean, to me, like uh, Dalton versus Fields, uh, Boyle versus Goff, neither one moves the needle one way or the other in this one, I don't think. All right. Well, it does sound like it is going to be Dalton, I think, uh, Matt Nagy. Yeah, came out. Yeah. Of course, you, you referenced that there are reports that Nagy is going to be fired immediately after the game, uh, which he denies uh, that he was not informed that he was going to be fired. But we'll see. Yeah, this is a, a tough one for me, Pat. Um there, the, it was three and a half for a while, and when it opened at three and a half, I don't know if the movement to three is because of money coming in here on the lines or because of the fact that Jared Goff could start and people think that that's better for the Lions either way. I don't really have a great feel for it necessarily. I'll be involved in this game probably from a props perspective, which again, we'll talk about in a little bit later here. But I like the boldness of making one of your best bets, not only on the Lions, but also on Thanksgiving. So we're going to know how your week's going right off the bat, Pat. Like, no fear whatsoever. You don't want to punt until, punt until Monday night. That's my philosophy. Like, <laughs> let's wait until the week's almost over. But, yeah, I'm not I, – I, I, I'll – just being honest, I don't have a good feel for it. Like, I'm not betting it one way or another. I'd love to see the Lions win. I'd love to see them cover. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> I just – I can't back them, man. I, I can't back them. Even with the – uh, last question, I guess. Do you think, because we've seen coaching sort of stuff, you know, as much as he's lost the locker room and everything like that, but we've seen coaching stuff go the other way a little bit, like people in turmoil and then they kind of rally and then they play better. You don't really, are you putting anything into the coaching situation basically in this game for the Bears? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's where a lot of it comes from. I know the Raiders sort of crossed us up with that. Like the more, right. uh, you know, the more turmoil the Raiders have the better they seem to play this year at least as far as the coaching goes um so 
No, I mean, I, I do think it kind of matters that, um, you know, for one, like I, I think the Campbell's a player's coach, the players like him. For another, I, I don't think he's an idiot. He's not a, you know, a Wayne Fonts. Uh, he, yeah, he's actually Ooh. a decent head coach. I know. I, I used to love Wayne, like, <laughs> and nothing entertained my stepdad as much as like watching Wayne Fonts coach on Thanksgiving Day and, and make jokes about him. So I, I do miss Wayne. But um, yeah, yeah, just like it seems like when you're getting these reports about the divided locker room for the Bears and how, yeah. how some of these players are just like actively stabbing him in the back and, and telling right. reporters that they there's a sizable player population in that locker room that wants him gone. Like, yeah. that's not a good thing. And like, are they going to go out and play for that guy uh, on a holiday? It just, I would not be surprised if the bears came up pretty flat for this one. Yeah. And I do think that it's a little different than Gruden, which, you know, obviously Gruden's situation didn't have anything to do with the locker room at that time and him being gone. in that first game back, that might've been a relief, right. For them in this one, you have the reports that the players are actively basically being like, you have lost the locker room. I'm done. And so that is really tough there uh, to go, but it is a stay away for me. We'll get to some props, a couple of them that I might like in that one, but it's stay away. You're a brave man. I love going in on the lions for one of your best bets. I am going to take it. I won't say an equally uh, disappointing team, but a team that it's very difficult to get a read on. But I like the spot for them. If you've listened to this podcast, it is the Steelers on the road in Cincinnati getting four and a half here against the Bengals. Now, here's what I'm going to say. I would bet this now if you were listening to this, because I do think from everything I'm reading that the big three uh, defensive players that the Steelers were missing um, last week, uh, TJ Watt, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick and um, Joe Hayden, it sounds like they're all going to come back here. And if they do, if they get through practice and they all come back, this line's going to drop a little bit. So this is, for me, a prime teaser piece, Pat. I want to bet it last night for the Steelers. I mentioned this on the Monday show. I want to bet it last night and tease it up. But DraftKings was the lone book sitting out there at four. Every other book was four and a half. DraftKings sat out there at four. When I woke up this morning, it was at four and a half. So I did it. I teased it up and I messaged you this morning. I said, Pat, I need the second teaser piece. Because I can't necessarily get there. And we did come up with a few. But bet it at four and a half if you like the Steelers like I do. I said last week that I was fading the Bengals, Pat, um, against the Raiders. That didn't work out very well for me. As I said, I did lose that bet. But I'm putting that a little bit more on the Raiders than I am on the Bengals. I mean, I can't buy the Bengals, Pat. I Look at just total DVOA. And I know Matt Peralta always teases me because I love DVOA. And I look at it closely and stuff like that. But just it's a good measure of how good a team actually is, in my opinion. And Cincinnati's 21st, Pittsburgh's 22nd. It's two pretty evenly matched teams. And you look at the weighted DVOA, Pat, that's more recent games sort of in there. Pittsburgh 20th, Cincy 24th. Again, with Pittsburgh now getting healthy on defense, I think it's a different game. I think a divisional game, it's generally pretty close. And again, I'm a broken record here, Pat, but the history shows us there are spots to back Mike Tomlin. There are spots to fade Mike Tomlin. This is a back Mike Tomlin spot. For two reasons. Garage door, number one. There we are. It always comes in. I promise you. I knew she had an appointment. Everybody. It's it's really miraculous. Anytime my podcasts are live stream, she has a tendency to figure out when it is. Anyway, um, just go here with the Mike Tomlin-led Steelers, okay? Knocks you out of your survivor pool every single time. They could be a double-digit favorite. They are going to lose that game, but he is the best rah-rah coach in the game. And even this year, they're 4-1 as underdogs. They're 3-1 as underdogs by more than three points. And remember, Pat, and I don't think we can discount this, Cincinnati went up to Pittsburgh early on in the year and spanked them a little bit, right? I mean, they won 24-10. 
they were embarrassed by that. And since he did some chirping afterwards, and you know that Mike Tomlin is going to remind his guys of that. Ben's playing a little better. You know, I was surprised actually at how, how decent he looked in that game coming off COVID. Um, but he's playing a little better. The defense really is what's going to make the difference. It's a fate of the Bengals. It's a divisional game. If anything, I think Cincinnati wins this by three points, but I wouldn't mind taking the money line here on the Steelers. So that's where I am. Uh, I'm going with them getting four and a half points here on the road in Cincinnati. Yeah, you're selling me, Dan. I mean, uh, you you and Randall kind of sold me last week about the, uh, the, the setups for Pittsburgh. Like, take them as a dog, fade them as a heavy favorite. And, uh, you know, I, I took your advice last week against the Chargers, and luckily the back door was open in that game. Uh, yep. I mean, hell, they almost won it outright at the end. So I'm, I'm kind of on board with you, and you make a really good point about the Steelers' defense getting healthier. Uh, TJ Watt playing, obviously, would make a difference world maker. Of, yes, difference for maker, sure. Yes. And, like, we have seen, you know, Burrow kind of struggle against pressure, I would say, at times so far. Correct. Like if, if he is a clean pocket, he's fantastic. But yes. if he's under a, a heavy pass rush, like you can disrupt him and force him into some mistakes. So, uh, yeah. and, and TJ Watts, you're not going to have a clean pocket all day if that dude's playing. So, right. And again, there are question marks at it because uh, you can, you know, I, secret, uh, the books know more than I do. Uh, of course, they get advanced sort of notice. So it is up in the air to be careful, but everything I'm reading. And again, Pat, I feel like you and I probably at this point, because we've been doing this for a while, like we have minor people that we know and trust who sort of, you know, can, can lean us in the right direction as to what they're thinking necessarily about injuries and things like that. And everything I've seen from people who I trust suggests that they think they're going to get all three of these guys back right now. And it's just, to me, it's a completely different, in a game, by the way, both teams have to win, but I, look, I, whatever is, is, you know, the defense is fine for Cincy. I think it played a little bit over its head early in the year. The offense, man, I don't know. Like it, it just, it doesn't look cohesive right now. Like whatever they're doing on offense. And again, they, they beat the Raiders pretty handily in this one, but again, that's more of a fate of the Raiders. But I do think, I think the Steelers win this game outright. Really. I honestly do. So I'm going to sprinkle on the money line as you should with all sort of, you know, short dogs here. But again, this is a spot, man. I, I'm telling you, I this is a bet that I really like this week, Pat. And especially at four and a half, which is why I'm doing it. It's in every teaser piece. Because if they lose by more than 10 and a half, I, I have to rethink my entire outlook here <laughs> on the Steelers and the Bengals. So I can't see them losing by that much. So tease them up, find another piece, maybe one of our Thanksgiving games, which we'll talk about, I think, in a second. Pat, you're going back to Thanksgiving for pick number two. Is that right? I am, Dan. And uh, first, as an aside, so my dog is uh, very contentedly gnawing on a bone next yeah. to me because uh, my wife is away and she can't be watching him. I've got to have him here with me. So if people hear that, that's what it is. Uh, but I don't know if my dog loves this basted bone as much as I love the under in the Dallas Raiders game, Nice, which is at a uh, last time I checked, I think it was uh, 50, I got it. 51. So it's 51 at some books, but our consensus line again at betting pros, that's what we do. We have, I don't know, 12, 15 books here that we look at everything. It's technically 50 and a half Pat. So if that changes anything, let me know. But it, it's, won't change anything, Dan. And I think it was actually at 51 and a half on DraftKings yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe there are some other people who are uh, thinking the same People are thing. with you. It's 50 and a half at DraftKings. Well, I, I know, Pat, because spoiler alert, it's part of a teaser, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, looking at Dallas in their last four games, they have been 20 points or less uh, in three of the four, the only exception being their 43 to three pasting of the Falcons. 
Uh, the Raiders have scored 16 points or fewer in three straights. Like the Raiders, as you mentioned a second ago, have just been on kind of a downward trajectory. Um, you know, maybe they are starting to feel the effects of John Gruden not being there calling plays. The offense just hasn't seemed quite as functional. And Dallas, I mean, we know they're going to be missing their top two wide receivers, which is, uh, well, I guess technically yeah, we do don't we know, know that, about that, right? Because they, we, they we are... don't. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so we don't know about CeeDee Lamb yet. Like, it's it's very rare, as, uh, you know, some of my injury people have pointed out, for a concussed player uh, to get cleared. Someone yeah. who was hurt on a Sunday to get cleared for a Thursday, it's, it's pretty rare. So yep. I, I think Lamb is going to be out for this one. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be not a shootout. And, uh, you know, maybe there are going to be some points put up. Dak Prescott is certainly still capable. I think that the Cowboys will be able to do business on the ground against the Raiders, as most teams are. But I think the Raiders might struggle to move the ball in this one. And, uh, man, like any total 50 or higher just seems like a stretch in this game. So I'm I'm hitting the under pretty hard here. We joked about it, Pat, uh, last week. Uh, it was Chris Raybon, right, friend of the show, uh, uh, both the betting pros on Fantasy Pro's side. Who had tweeted out that I don't I don't understand why everybody hates unders so much. Unders are, you know, you're winning right from the time the game starts. Like that, that's something that's true. I agree. I mean, people like to root for something, not against something. But had you not taken this, and had I not been such a coward, I probably would also have sort of taken this as one of my best bets. Yeah, this is a game that screams under to me, like absolutely screams it. I agree. I'm not expecting C.D. Lamb to play. Now, there's been the positive sort of discussions here about the fact that like, oh, he's in meetings. He's trending in the right direction. Mike McCarthy is optimistic. He can't clear it that quickly. Like, I'll, I'll just be absolutely shocked here. And that's a huge deal for this offense. Like, you know, you're down Amari Cooper. You're down C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson. Right. I mean, I know Dalton Schultz and everything like that. But, yeah, that's going to be tough. You assume they're going to rely on the ground game here a lot uh, because they should win this game pretty handily. And again, they're seven and a half point favorites, I think. And the Raiders offense, Pat, I don't know why. I mean, you you see it since they've lost Henry Ruggs, like without somebody stretching the field and opening it up underneath. They're just unable to really, you know, move the ball cohesively each and every week. So. They're just struggling. Maybe that changes right now. Maybe they finally get, you know, Deshaun Jackson involved. But, you know, absent that, it is tough to see them putting up too many points. I love it. And you, we talked about it. I said, Pat, give me the teaser piece. And you were like, I love the under. So it is partially what I've done. And actually, I it's not one of our best bets, Pat. But I'm wondering what you think of the spread because it's seven and a half. That's too much for me. But I did do a same game teaser here where I teased the total up to 56 and a half. And I'm taking the under. And then I tease Dallas down. I, it's hard for me to see that with or without C.D. Lamb. It's really hard for me to see Dallas losing this game at home on Thanksgiving, where they're now being a little pressured here by the Eagles. They've got to come out with it. So I tease them down to one and a half. What do you think about that out of curiosity about that two-team teaser? I like teasing it down. I agree. I, I have a hard team, hard time seeing Dallas uh, dump one to a, a reeling Raiders team at home on Thanksgiving. It just doesn't seem like something that could happen. I think it's a little too tall to to bet it as is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's probably just going to be a stay away from me because um, I, I think the perception and maybe this leads to the high total is that, you know, normally we can count on the Raiders defense being hot garbage juice. And uh, that really hasn't been the case this year. I mean, they're not great against the run. 
they've been right. pretty good against the pass. I mean, they've got Max Crosby playing like a young JJ Watts yeah. uh, at, at left end. So, um, and they can actually cover a little bit. So that's part of why I think the, the total is so high and maybe part of why I think the, the spread is so high. I don't know. It, it's just hard to get a read on the, how spunky the Raiders are going to be for this one. Cause yeah. uh, they are going in the wrong direction for sure. I don't think they're a horrible team, but right now it's just the, the trending, uh, the trend for them is downward. And I, I don't know. I just can't get on either side of this one at the line. But if, if you tease it down, I like that. I yeah. do like it teased down to just Cowboys win basically. And I think further to your point on the total, by the way, is the fact that like, what did we see last week? We saw Joe Mixon with, you know, 30 rush attempts, you know, and I think you've got both backs here and spoiler alert, I may be going there for one of my props. Uh, that's something that I, I think you're going to see again. I think you're going to yes. see a lot of running the ball running leads the clock leads two more under. So yeah, I like it. I know nobody wants to root against scoring on Thanksgiving, but I do like that one for sure. Pat, not you know, the first one on, on the bears lines. I'm a little lukewarm on, but that one I am, uh, I am higher on. So for my second bet, Pat, I was actually going to take the Broncos getting three from the chargers, but it moved to two at three, but it moved to two and a half. I don't like it that much. I do think this is a little bit of a letdown spot here for the chargers after that big win. And you've got the Broncos at home off the bye. But again, at two and a half, I don't like it as much. So I'm going to a much, much uglier game. And I'm going to bet against my own team, the Jets. And I'm going to take the Texans who are now under a field goal. It was a field goal earlier, but it's now two and a half on the consensus lines over at bettingpros.com to the Jets in Houston. Uh, Pat, once Zach Wilson was named the starter, I I, I like this uh, a little bit. And you put aside what you think of Wilson generally speaking okay bottom line is that we have seen quarterbacks come back from a long layoff and just experience rust and i think you're going to see that from wilson here like regardless of how good he is this year or what he's going to be doing i think he's going to be rusty in this game and i think the jets are going to struggle to put up points there's no michael carter in this game that does hurt he was obviously a huge point uh of sort of emphasis of this offense the jets are 31st in overall dvoa the texans are at home I, I realize, like you could say it's the matchups and last week the Titans had in, had injuries and the weather was bad, but they now have six sacks and 10 turnovers in their last two games. The defense playing a little bit better. I think Terod Taylor is at least going to play it safe. The Jets have covered the spread twice this season, Pat, neither of times on the road. Texans are actually three and one against the spread at home. The Jets defense, which was once sort of like hanging in there i'll say generously pat in the beginning of the season they are no longer hanging in there they are just kind of you know whatever so i think the texans win this game if it's under a field goal i god so gross and i can't believe that this wound up being one of the bets that i wanted to take oh pat is leaving this show it's all right on the live stream he's very concerned about his dog everyone i you know he's, he's very very worried about it Sorry, Pat, I'm teasing you about the fact that you're so concerned about your dog and any noise that you hear from your dog that you just left the show in the middle of my rant. But that's fine. It's okay. So I am taking the Texas two and a half. God, what's going on with the dog, Pat? What do you have? Oh, well, he got the bone next to a plastic uh, Nerf gun launcher. Ah. So that was going to make some some uh, more substantial noise than just gnawing. So I had to uh, move the Nerf gun. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. So Pat, Texans laying two and a half against the Jets. Yeah, I'm with you, Dan, on the, the quarterback thing is a big thing. I mean, it's like basically starting anew for Zach Wilson after uh, the long layoff. And yeah, I mean, a quarterback, we have seen it, but Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah. Look at how he's struggled in his first two games back and, and not as long a layoff either. Or is it right. about the same? I can't remember. About the same. Yeah. yeah so um, 
I agree with you, and I think the Houston defense is actually a little bit better than people maybe give them credit for. Um, yep. The one wild card here I think that could hurt you is if Terod Taylor throws three interceptions. Like, that's right. the, the one possibility. But, you know, if I was betting, if it was a prop bet on interceptions, Wilson versus Taylor, I would definitely be betting uh, Wilson with more interceptions in this game. Yeah. So, and again, we, we saw Taylor, by the way, in that first game back after his long layoff against Miami, look absolutely terrible, yeah. right? And, and yeah. that's it. And he looked at least a little more competent last week. And he has the rushing ability, which can extend drives and everything like that. So, again, I, I think they can play conservatively here. They can beat the Jets pretty easily with Zach Wilson in their center. Hope I'm wrong from a personal perspective. So I can just uh, enjoy, you know, watching the Jets maybe squeak out one of their, you know, three or four victories on the year. But I do think the Texans at home with Wilson's first game back cover this short spread. So I will take it uh, with them laying two and a half. Again, it's been bouncing back and forth between three and two and a half. So I, if I see it at two and a half, that's when I would strike it. It's at three. I'm going to stay away. Last bet, Pat, what do you got? Okay. So uh, I've got the Rams plus one against my beloved Green Bay Packers game. And it's just, I like, it's so injury related this one uh the the Packers are just like decimated now and, and they keep adding names to the list unfortunately like all these not just like regular starters like blue chip guys Elton Jenkins is a big one because they are already without David Bakhtiari we found out this week that Bakhtiari had gone undergone an initial cleanup surgery which is why his uh return has been delayed. And I mean, he did tear his ACL last uh, New Year's Eve day, I think. So maybe not a surprise that it's taken him so long. But man, without Jenkins and Bakhtiari, like the two anchors of, you know, maybe the best left side of an offensive line in football, Rashawn Gary, uh, not sure about his status. He hyperextended his elbow uh, against what, two weeks ago, did not play last week in the loss to the Vikings. And that's huge because he has turned into, you know, one of the premier defensive players in the league. And Aaron Jones remains out, too. So uh, not as big a deal. I mean, uh, A.J. Dillon is terrific, but boy, they're just so undermanned. And then you've got the Rams coming in fresh. Like, I think it's going to be really hard for the Packers to win that game. I know they're undefeated in Lambeau this year but um you know give me the money line bet i think rather than the the one point sure so, um, yeah you know I'll, I'll always take the money line over the one point well you might as well i mean unless exactly. you, i mean there was a tie there was a tie obviously with the steelers and the lines yeah the money line is you know minus 110 anyway so yeah. it doesn't really matter um but yeah i agree with you on this one again the offensive line injuries for the packers just really tough to overcome at this point. And you have a limited Aaron Rodgers who, I mean, he's fantastic. And he threw for over 300 yards and four touchdown passes in those last games. But still, against that defense, you've got Von Miller now fully sort of, you know, ready to go and integrated. You've got OBJ now sort of, you know, another week to sort of get acclimated to the offense. Yeah, I agree with you. I do think the Rams win this game. One of my favorite bets. Another one that I teased up. I'd love for it to get to one and a half so I can get it over seven and a half. Um, but I'll take them at seven because I do think that, you know, worst case scenario, they, uh, you know, they, the Packers eke out a, a squeaker here. But I, I like the Rams to win this game. So I am backing you as well on that one. And I will trail you. Uh, I'm going to take a total here for my last bet. It's the Titans and the Patriots under 44. Uh, you've just got two really solid defenses here um, in this game. Uh, the Titans are 12th in defensive DVOA. Like, I don't know when that happened, right? Their their defense was kind of something that we felt like we could pick on earlier in the season. But the Pats obviously have a great defense. They're second in DVOA, uh, defensive DVOA. 
They both run the ball a ton. The Titans run the ball 46% of the time. The Pats 45% of the time. Both that's top 10 in the NFL. They both play slow. The Titans are 23rd in neutral situation pace of play. The Pats are 24th in neutral situation pace of play. So this is going to be a slow, methodical, run-heavy game. And the Titans are going to have no weapons. I'm not expecting A.J. Brown to suit up in this one. I know he had uh, negative x-rays. But even if he does, they're just going to double him, you know, give safety help over the top anyway. So you look at the games without Derrick Henry. For the Titans, 44 points against the Rams, 44 points against the Saints, 35 points against the Texans. And I realize two good defensive teams, but they'll have one here as well. And then the Texans game was, you know, in the rain. But this is just a slow defensive game, Pat. I don't feel I don't have good like feeling on who's going to cover the six and a half point spread. But it does strike me as just a game that's not going to, you know, involve a ton of points here. A lot of running slow. So. 44 is not like a huge total or anything like that. It's on the lower side, but I do think this one comes under. Yeah, um, I'm I'm glad you mentioned the side. I was going to ask which way because uh, I, I stay away, man. Yeah, same here. I mean, I've got New England in a, a survivor pool where I'm kind of limping along and don't have that many options left. Uh, but like, I don't feel great about them covering that big a spread, especially against a, a Titans team that's been kind of a giant slayer right. uh, this year. So, uh, not that you know we consider the Patriots giants yet, but it's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, they're playing so well. Yeah. And, uh, but yes, the formula for them playing so well is defense and ball control and, you know, keeping everything sort of manageable. Like in Belichick is doing a great job with that. No surprise there. You mentioned that both teams are like in the bottom eight or bottom nine, as far as pace. Yep. Uh, I think the under is a pretty good play here. Yeah. And again, Something fluky can always happen, but this strikes me as a game. I'm going to be shocked, given just the injuries, especially for the Titans, Mm -hmm. if this game goes over. So I do like that. All right, let me recap very quickly. Pat, you like the Lions getting three against the Bears, the Raiders and the Cowboys under, we'll call it 50 and a half right now. It was 51 earlier. And the Rams getting one from the Packers. I like the Steelers getting four and a half from the Bengals, the Texans laying two and a half to the Jets, and the Titans and the Pats under 44 points. So here's what I'd like to do now, Pat. Let's quickly run through the remaining spreads, talk about whether or not we have a lean one way or another, or we like any of them. Then let's get to some player props for the Thanksgiving game. Sound good to you? Sounds great, Dan. Dog under control? He is. He's uh, still gnawing very contentedly. So, and I I think he would be for the next four hours if I let him. Your dog is better than mine. Uh, So we said, Pat, that for the Cowboys laying seven and a half here on Thanksgiving, that's just a stay away for you. You think the Cowboys win, but you don't confidently feel it's going to be by seven and a half points. Correct. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. Again, this is a spot where I tease them down. If you can find a teaser piece again, I've done it in the same game and I've teased the total up, but I've also done it with the Steelers getting four and a half, moving that up to ten and a half. So that's also where I'd go. How about the Bills? This spread is is moving here, Pat. It was six. It was four originally. My guess is because the running back injuries, maybe I, I don't know, or maybe money's coming in here on the Bills. It's moved to six. Now it's six and a half as of as of this moment for the consensus spread. That's a big number. I do think the Bills win this game, Pat, but six and a half against the Saints in New Orleans. I don't know. feels like something I might want to avoid. You know, I'm probably going to play the Bills uh, for like maybe a one unit play here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if we can still call the Bills defense great uh, after what Jonathan Taylor did to them last week. But like, this is still a really good put it this way. I don't know how this New Orleans offense is going to move the ball against the Bills. And right. it just seems like not only having Trevor Simeon at quarterback, uh, likely not having Alvin Kamara, and perhaps not Mark Ingram at running back right. either. 
Um, but like no Ryan Ramchek at right tackle. I mean, he didn't practice again yesterday. Uh, Taron Armstead, I think, got a limited practice in that would help. But like if if Armstead and Ramchek were both out against the Bills, it would be pretty hopeless. So I I have to take the Bills on this, and and plus you have to know they're going to be smarting after what the Colts did yeah. to them last week. Pretty much just embarrassed them. So um, yeah, I I don't know what. Sean Payton could possibly have his up his sleeve to get more than, you know, 17, 20 points on the board this week against Buffalo. Like it's Can you explain a, to me, Pat, why they don't go to Taysom Hill and just try something? Like they went to him last year when we were all like, what are you doing? Right. Why he, they won't go to him this year. And especially after that big extension, right. Which is weird, obviously the extension, but still why, why not make that switch? Especially in this game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like looking at the numbers, they haven't been that awful for Simeon, at least not in the first two games, but it's all been garbage time. It's all like garbage he's, time. He's doing yeah. everything in the fourth quarter after the Saints are hopelessly out of it. So, yeah, and you give like Taysom Hill all this money to just be the, uh, you know, it's, and I'm I'm totally getting ahead of myself here, Dan. It's why I kind of like Taysom Hill as an anytime touchdown back. Ooh, all right. Week, well, all right. We're going to get there. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's go to the Falcons on the road against the Jaguars. Falcons laying one. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably going to put a little something on Jacksonville in this Ooh, game because I, okay. I think Jacksonville has actually like an NFL caliber, uh, credible defense. And Atlanta is just even coming off the – I don't like betting against teams coming off bad, embarrassing losses – if they're good enough to do something about it, I don't think Atlanta is good enough to do something about it. All right. Uh, it's a stay away from me. Um, but I do think that I might go with the Falcons if I had to go somewhere. It depends on if Cordero Patterson is back for this one, which obviously we need to wait and see. Because without it, they're forget about it. Their offense looks lost. Yeah. But I just can't back the Jaguars. I don't care whether or not all the sort of metrics say I should back the Jaguars, which basically does say every single game. Uh, I just can't do it with Urban Meyer. Interesting one here, Pat. Uh, Bucks visiting the Colts. Laying three. I mean, Colts coming off that giant win against Buffalo. What do you think? Yeah, this is where I start to sound like a broken record, Dan, saying that I don't have a lean on uh, nope. either of these games. And, you know, it's a, a betting podcast. And, like, saying that you don't have a lean on a lot of games is kind of a, a bad way to go about doing things. But uh, I really don't. I mean, it, the line seems pretty spot on. You know, if I, if I were going to bet this game at all, I would probably go with the home dog here. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with Tampa coming off the uh, Monday nighter, sort of a short work week, um, you know, presumably they're getting a little extra time off for the holidays, too. But, uh, yeah, I, I just I don't have a strong lean in this one. So I want to make it clear, in my opinion, at least if you're on a betting podcast, there is nothing wrong with saying you don't have a lean on something because. As much as people might want to bet every single game, and we have a, a guest who's come on the show, Ian McMillan, who is doing just that this entire year. God bless him. But uh, that's not what we do. Like, we pick our spots, and I agree with you. I actually have no feel for this game. I, I have no idea how that this game is going to play out. Uh, the Bucks have been a little disappointing, and I know they, they beat up on the Giants, but I'm not really taking anything from that. And the Colts have been playing extremely, extremely well. Now it does sound like Vita Vea may come back in this one, Pat. And that that's gonna be that's gonna be the uh irresistible force meets the immovable object over there with Jonathan Taylor. But uh it's it's something where I just I'm gonna watch the game. I'm gonna enjoy it, watch the game without any sort of betting. I'm not gonna watch this one, but I probably am gonna also sit out from a betting perspective. That's the Panthers visiting the Dolphins. 
And the Panthers are laying now one and a half. I think it was one earlier when Joe and I looked at it. So any thoughts on that? No, another one where I pretty much just threw my hands up. Uh, in a pool where we have to pick every game against the spread, I took Carolina. Just thinking they maybe keep the, the Cam Newton mojo rolling. But, uh, you know, that's about all I could pin anything on. And it just didn't feel like a <laughs> didn't feel like a real confident pick. Yeah, it's I would go with the Panthers if I had to go somewhere. I don't, thankfully. Um, I would just because of the defense. They are still again, that that seventh playoff spot in the NFC is going. It's it's really made things fun because every team is basically involved in it. And obviously the Panthers have have gone all in on this season, you know, given the, the trade for Gilmore and everything they're sort of doing. And I I think the defense is going to be enough here to, uh, you know, have them eke out a win. And at one and a half, I would go there. But again, not somewhere I want to go if I can avoid it. We talked already about the Jets and the Texans, and the Texans are laying two and a half points. I will say, again, I see a couple of threes at points bet and Fox bet. Again, I don't like it there, but the consensus line of betting pros is two and a half. It is where I would go. The Pats are laying the six and a half to the Titans. We both agreed it's just a game that we kind of want to stay away from entirely, other than the total. Correct. Yes. Okay. Very good. Uh, the Eagles, Pat, are visiting the Giants, laying three and a half here. I think it was three when it opened up. After the game on Monday night, it went to three and a half. What do you think? Eagles are rolling. Giants look like in disarray, but it's a divisional game. Seems too easy to pick the Eagles. Almost. It does seem too easy, and it feels like I'm walking into a, a snare <laughs> trap here, Dan. But uh, so maybe I'll be hanging upside down by my feet uh, after I bet the Eagles on this one. But that's kind of it. Momentum. I mean, the Eagles uh, have been they've been getting it done with this bizarrely conservative game plan i mean it, it's totally working they're playing ravens ball basically and it's yep. it's worked very well for them uh their defense is is credible and the giants just look completely lost on offense on monday yep. night it's worrisome yep. and uh yeah. you know how soon can they uh circle the wagons after getting rid of jason garrett uh you know jason garrett may it may cure some ailments but uh not not everyone and and daniel jones just looked terrible on monday night my goodness so uh i'm i'm gonna take the eagles here even though it feels uh suspect like i'm walking into a dark alley for certain if i had to go one way it would be the eagles but it definitely just feels like the books are saying go ahead take the eagles you know you want to take the eagles take the eagles and that always scares me a little bit enough where i will second guess it but again if i'm in a pool like yours where i have to go somewhere i've got to go with the eagles but again divisional game home dog Seems too easy. It gets me a little worried with it. But yeah, I, I would go that way if I had to, just because that seems right. I mentioned, Pat, the Broncos and the Chargers. The spread is two and a half here with the Broncos as home dogs. Any lean at all on this game? Ever so slightly to the home dog with the Broncos, mm-hmm. but uh, not one that I'm probably going to play. I think that's just who I picked in that pool. Yep, I agree. Had to pick it. I'd still go Broncos two and a half, but, uh, you know, below three, it's a game I want to stay away from. Vikings are visiting the 49ers. The consensus line is three. Oddly enough, my book is at three and a half uh, on DraftKings, uh, which usually I always feel like the spot I'd want to go is always on the other way with DraftKings. They're always, I feel like, a little sharper uh, than what I want. But at three and a half, that's mildly intriguing there with the Vikings. But what do you think about it at three? That half point would make a world of difference, uh, considering that every game the Vikings play is a, uh, yep. you know, one I, possession I, game. Yeah, yeah, I've got basically. some friends up in Minnesota who have had years taken off their lives by this uh, Viking season so far. <laughs> yeah. And um, getting the hook there would be 
fantastic. I'm hoping I can find it somewhere because I'd like to bet the Vikings at three and a half. At three, I'll be a little less enthusiastic, may put a little something on them anyway, though. Yeah, I do think it's worth it. And again, Sha- you know, Kyle Shanahan, not he's a little Mike Tomlin-y. You kind of want to back him as a dog and maybe not so much as a favorite in this one. So, yeah, it is heart attack season. And again, that's basically it. There are a couple of random strays out there at three and a half uh, with DraftKings. But for the most part, it's at three. So, yeah, if you got three and a half, uh, I, I'd be willing to go with the Vikings. I'll probably stay away from it just because, man, I hate backing Kirk Cousins. It, it makes my heart hurt. Uh, Ravens are at home here, here, Pat, against the Browns. Consensus line is three and a half. BetMGM is at four, our sponsor, but it's at three and a half for the most part out there. Weird game, Pat. I mean, you've got Kareem Hunt was just designated to return from IR, as was Jack Conklin. Don't know whether or not they're going to be able to suit up here. You've got the illness concerns for the Ravens with Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown. I don't know, Pat. Home, Ravens, laying three and a half. Well, you know I'm in that pool, Dan, where uh, Michael Beller's pool, where we uh, 32 of us are, are drawn teams before the season and have to bet that uh, team against yes. the spread every week. And I drew the Ravens this week, clipping along at four and six with them. So uh, whatever I pick for this game, you probably want to go the opposite way. A game that I will not be betting myself, but I did pick the Ravens at home. I, I always have a hard time going against the Ravens at home. Uh, and that's kind of hurt me. I, I don't think they're uh, great ATS in home games this year. So, um, yeah, and I mean, it it is worrisome that Cleveland is getting healthier again. I mean, Conklin would be a, a big deal for them. And, and Hunt, yeah. too, I mean, to give them that two-headed attack, which they need because their passing game is, is uh, not very potent. So a slight lean towards the Ravens here, but certainly not a recommendation to all of our friends out there. And again, designated to return doesn't mean, of course, that they're going to come back this week necessarily. It just means that the practice, you know, 21 day window is open. So hopefully they get back. Uh, Alex L, who is here with us, is asking, what do you think about the total, Pat? He likes the under. It's 45 right now. Now, what's interesting, Pat, is this is all over the place. From what I can see and my guess is it's because of the health considerations. 45 is consensus, but it's all the way up to 46 and a half at BetMGM. It's at 46 at FanDuel. It's 45 at DraftKings. So it's a little all over the place right now. Consensus at 45, but you can talk about it if you want at 46 and a half. Any lean on that? Yeah, we also have to take uh, over-unders for, for tiebreaker purposes in that pool. And I did take the under in this. I'm with Alex on that one. Way to go, Alex. Uh, and yeah, I'd be inclined to agree just because of the, you know, how the Browns offense is playing right now and the Ravens sort of being a little up and down. And again, they run the ball a lot, even if it's less than previous seasons. Last one, Monday Night Football. If you bet this game, you are an incredible human. Um, the Seahawks are getting one in Washington right now. <laughs> Any thoughts on it whatsoever, Pat? No, I completely threw my hands up in the air when I saw the the line on this one. And like, I mean, I, I might have actually flipped a coin to make a, a pick in that point spread pool I'm in. This is correct. I like it. Um, okay. There you go. Let's get to some props, Pat. Um, so here's what you can do, by the way, guys. If you are here with us, if you're listening to this, uh, you hopefully know this right now if you follow us, but at Betting Pros, we have the prop bet cheat sheet, okay? What that does is it compares the available lines in the market to consensus projections, which we have, and it sort of recommends based on the differences between the two. It's a great way just to frame it. You can sort by game. You can sort by player. You can sort by stack, whatever you want to do. So it's a really good way to do it. Uh, Pat, let's start with the first game. Chicago against Detroit. Do you have a player prop that you are eyeing in this game? 
Yeah, so uh, Darnell Mooney over 56 and a half is pretty compelling considering that he got 16 targets with Allen Robinson out last week. Um, not sure if we've gotten definitive word on Robinson, but I suspect he is going to be out again. Yep. Um, if he's in, does that matter to you, by the way? Because I don't think it would for me. I think I'd still take the over on it. Yeah, I mean, like, is he uh, that much more of a threat to Mooney's target load than uh, Marquise Goodwin is? Probably mm-hmm. not. So, um, yeah, I, I just – plus we know that the Detroit secondary isn't good. They haven't given up a lot of passing yards simply because it's really easy to move the ball on them on the ground. Yeah, uh, but I I still like Mooney as as sort of the de facto alpha receiver here. Uh, Fifty six and a half seems like kind of a low bar to clear, so that's that's my first one. I do love it, and actually, what I'm doing, Pat, is um, for fantasy purposes, I do projections for every fantasy relevant player. Um, again, these are very early projections, which I refine throughout the week, and again, this is Thursday game, so I am just looking it up. I will say that on our prop bet cheat sheet, it shows you what the best available book is for these props. And actually at FanDuel, it's 55 and a half. So you can get a little bit extra even on that as opposed to 56 and a half. But I am right there with you. I am looking what I haven't projected at. And I have him projected at 63.2 receiving yards, Pat. So there you go. We are there with the over. Very good. And again, I've mentioned this, but Pat uh, is basically probably the most accurate fantasy ranker for like a decade. So you have a pretty good uh, bet here on player props. All right, any other ones that you're eyeing in this game, Pat, that you like one way or another on it? Before I get a couple, I guess I can go through. Go ahead. Generally, I'm not a big anytime TD better. I I think uh, you don't get great odds generally. But because this is going to be such an unsightly game and because I need action to make it interesting to me, Dan, uh, you know, and and so I have something to watch instead of talking to my family on uh, Thanksgiving. I think I'm going to take the anytime TD on Cole Kamatz at plus 300. Yes. And just, you know, again, uh, sort of paucity of target options for the Bears with uh, Robinson out. And and Komet is that big body when they get close to the end zone. And then one just, I mean, this is a, a yeah. fade of the Bears offense. I like an anytime Lions defensive touchdown at plus 650. Oh, uh, wow. I, just, I could very much see a pick six, a fumble recovery, something. So. You know, plus 650, uh, I'm not confidently predicting one by any means, but uh, I, I kind of like those odds, and I'm going to put a little, little something down on that. All right, I like it. All right, getting a little uh, crazy here. I will say that Alex L., who's also here again, you know, a bunch of people are here with us asking about stuff. He did ask earlier on the uh, Cole commit, so you like the touchdown, but he did ask on the receiving yards, which I'm looking at right now looks like 35 and a half. I don't really, I think betting Cole Komet receiving yards, Pat, is something that's too scary for me to really go near, even though the projection, again, on our prop bet sheet, she does have him for 40, I believe, 40.79. So it would clear that number. But what do you think? Any lean on that? I kind of like it. Um, you know, again, I, I think a, a limited number of target options for the Bears against a pretty soft defense. So I, I do kind of like it. Okay. So I do too. So I do want to ask about the running backs, Pat, because I do think that running backs are sort of where it's at. The line keeps moving up, by the way. And the one thing with player prop lines, Pat, is they they move quickly. I mean, at least as far as what I can see, right? There are a lot of times I like a line. I look and it's like four or five yards different the next morning when I look. Montgomery has a 
a huge line right now, Pat. Now, of course, he torched the uh, Lions in their first game sort of early on, but it's 80 and a half is the total. That's like, I would love to find a way to take the over on a David Montgomery rushing yards prop, but that line is, it's, I don't want to go under because I do think there's a scenario where they just run all day, but it's, I got to stay away from that one. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, the one thing that gives me pause, like I thought that was looking like an under two um, is that, the, the Lions have been a massive run funnel defense this year. Yeah. Opponents are running against them on basically 50% of their offensive snaps. So, yeah. um, you know, and presumably that the Bears with uh, Andy Dalton, at quarterback, have incentive to be run heavy themselves. Plus, now that Montgomery's been back for a little bit, I think they might feel a little bit more comfortable giving him 22, 23 carries in this one. So it's a stay away, but yeah, that is, uh, I definitely raised an eyebrow myself when I saw that number. I can tell you one that I like here. If we look on the other side of the running backs now, I probably don't love it enough to go crazy with it or anything like that. But, you know, uh, DeAndre Swift is at 65 and a half rushing yards. The Bears aren't that great uh, necessarily against the run. They've got injuries, of course, uh, with their run stuffers here. And we've seen it now with Dan Campbell, Pat. We talked about it in the fantasy show. I know he only got, I believe, 14 carries in this last game. But obviously, they're going to commit to the run, not as much of the passing downs work here for DeAndre Swift through the air, but a lot on the ground. That's what they want to do. In a game where the spread is three, you have to assume that Swift is probably going to see upwards of 15 carries here in this game, so long as he stays healthy. Jamal Williams didn't factor in that much. So I kind of lean the over here at 65 and a half for his rushing yards. What do you think of that? Yeah, you may have talked me into that. We have yeah. seen this abrupt shift um, from sort of the Alvin Kamara type usage. Uh, well, actually, the, the shift has kind of mirrored the Alvin Kamara usage uh, from last year, where it was, you know, doing significant damage as a pass catcher and sort of uh, limited to maybe 12 to 15 carries a game to the Alvin Kamara of early this year, where he was just getting these massive 20, 25 carry games and not so much usage in the passing game. That's how things have moved with Swift, too. And, um, you know, the, that Steelers game where he had, what, 33 carries yeah, yep. uh, last week over over 20. Um, the way things have been trending, I, I do think the over there is a pretty good looking play. I mean, it does seem pretty clear when the game is close, Pat, they're going to try to lean into the run, as they probably should, because they've got absolutely nothing going on yes, in the passing game. Yes. So, yeah, that's one that I was really eyeing the over 65 and a half. For DeAndre Swift. All right, let's get to the uh, Raiders visiting Dallas. Any props that you were eyeing in this one? Yeah, just one. And it's uh, sort of a, a strange one. But I sort of like Josh Jacobs over 20 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, I mean, for By recent, who, recent games, Pat, I mean, recent games have sort of, you know, he's been heavily involved in the passing game. He has. His last uh, five games, the receiving yardage, um, 29. 39, 19, 20, and 24. So he's beat it three out of five games, and the two misses were by one and a half and half a point. Um, you know, no Henry Ruggs. They, they've got to go somewhere yeah. with the ball here. Yeah. And maybe more important, Jalen Richard was a healthy scratch last week. Mm -hmm. um, that might be one of those where I, I wait to bet this until I see the inactives and uh, see whether Jalen Richard is active. But um, they have made more of a concerted effort post Gruden, it seems like, to get J 
Jacobs back involved in the uh, passing game. And we know he has the skill set to do it. Right. That's been kind of dismaying for these Josh Jacobs investors in fantasy that he's just been this between the tackle sledgehammer and and has not uh, been allowed to show off the versatility we know he has. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like, uh, you know, the defensive philosophy right now is take away Darren Waller. And, you know, if you got to go underneath, do it. But they'll let that happen. Yeah. You know what, Pat? I, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. And I think that that's a good one. Talk me into it. I love it. Okay, that that is a good one. By the way, I will say, just if you're here and you ask a question, I'm going to put it up. This is a big one, Pat, for the last game that we missed. Uh, Michael Fuller wants to know whether we like, at plus money, Kyra Santos over one and a half field goals on DraftKings. Look, you get plus money. I'm okay with it. You're indoors. uh, You know, it's fine with me. You really, really got to love betting props if you are going in here and betting uh, over-unders on uh, field goals made. But uh, any thoughts on that, Pat? Michael might have, he might be on to something here. Because, yeah. I mean, are, are we going to bet on Andy Dalton to convert touchdowns when they get it into uh, the red zone? Like, tending to fade Andy Dalton in those situations. So, yeah, plus we know uh, the weather's not going to be a factor. I'm kind of with my, he might have talked me into that one. I, I like to... that one, actually. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it whatsoever, Michael. If I'm being honest, I, I did not consider kicker props. Uh, but, yeah, I, you know what? And on DraftKings? I'm going to, I'm going to trail you with that, Michael. So make sure to hit us up on Twitter. If we hit that one, cause I do like it. You're right in a controlled environment and yeah, receiving yards for Jacobs on Fandle. It's 19 and a half. Pat, what is that the line that you saw as well? Or do you have a, a worse line? Uh, I, I don't, receiving? I don't have it in front of me, Dan. Sorry. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Whatever your line was. That's why I didn't know what you took the over at. Oh, um, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. The uh, Jacobs line. Oh, the Jacobs line. 20 and a half. So, yeah. So oh, sorry. I thought you were half. talking about the Santos line. My bad. My bad. Now, if I thought you had the Santos line at your disposal, Pat, you would be the regular co-host of this podcast <laughs> because I don't know too many people who have it. I was not expecting that. Um, no, I meant the Josh Jacobs line again because what on the prop ed sheet sheet, what it shows you is the best available line in the market per book. So at Fanduel, it's actually nineteen and a half. So that's even better if you can bet on Fanduel, even a little bit more of an edge. Yeah, Anything um, else? Yeah, yeah uh, let me add one more, Dan. Uh, and yeah. I know that our uh, the betting sheet loves this one is the uh, Derek Carr over 268 yeah. and a half. It just seems kind of low. I mean, he's uh, six and four against that number this year. Uh, maybe it's because he's 0 and 2 on his last two. The weird thing is, uh, wait, what did I say? I said 268 and a half. That's what it was at yesterday on DraftKings. Now it's down to 264 and a half. It's, when 263, I this it's 263 and a half on fan. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's moved down five yards since uh, yeah. that worries. And again, Pat, it's not, not unusual. I, I mean, I, you and I bet props a lot and I take a pretty close look at them now when I get into it. Cause I have to recommend them always on Sunday night. I will recommend things on Saturday night, Pat on Saturday night. I will make my list for our Sunday morning live stream and it will move four yards for running backs, like six yards for passing yards. Like, they move pretty significantly. Right. Like it this. doesn't take a lot to move these lines. Right? Not at all. Not at all. So you, all right. So yeah, our prop at cheat sheet, that is the one that they like uh, a lot. They haven't projected for 294. So you agree with this. Let me pull up my, so, cause I, you know, Pat, I don't know, man, the Raiders offense scares me, man, with the passing offense a little bit. Let me look at my projections, but tell me why you like that one. Uh, well, it's just cause it's a low bar for a guy who, I mean, Carr is what top, I know he's top five in, in passing yards per game. At, at yeah. one point, I think he was number two. I don't yep. know if he's still there after two kind of slowish games. But, um, yeah, I mean, we we know they're not going to – they like they don't have the running game to just 
lean on the run the entire game against the Cowboys. Like they've they've got to take to the air here. And uh, you know, even though they don't have that vertical threat with Rugs no longer yeah. in the lineup, um, like I still think Carr can get there. Yeah, Just, yeah, and and plus we, I mean, we talked about the Raiders being, uh, you know, deserved underdogs in this game. Yeah. So we we are guessing that it's probably going to be a pass friendly game script. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I do think that the fact that they're, you know, I want to take a uh, a rushing prop over for the Cowboys for one of them. But it's Zeke so bang. I mean, is rushing back 60 and a half, Pat? I feel like that's an over, but I, know, I, I, I don't feel good about his health. Like, I feel like he's always constantly leaving. He obviously had a little bit of an ankle thing last time and he came in. So I could see Tony Pollard going over his 39 and a half. But I just I don't feel that comfortable with it overall. Do you? No. Um, okay. Yeah, it's as you mentioned, it it does feel like we should be taking some sort of over on the Cowboys rushing props. And it just yeah. but I, like I can't do it on Zeke knowing yeah. he's banged up. Yeah, I agree. All right. Any other one from this game? You want to move to the final one? Yeah, let's go to the final one. Bills at the Saints. What do you like here, Pat? I like that Taysom Hill anytime touchdown and mm-hmm. at, at plus 500 and uh, especially with the uncertain injury status of, of Camara and yeah. Ingram, like uh, just one way for them to, to punch the ball in perhaps. Um, yeah. And uh, really that's about it. I'm, I'm not loving the props in this game. Yeah, that's a great one. Actually. Uh, I really, really like that one. Um, the one that I'm eyeing a little bit. And again, our prep at Chuchu does not list. This is great. It basically has it right on projections. I lean over on Josh Allen rushing yards. Um, and, Part of it is it's 32 and a half right now. And part of the reason why I do, Pat, is because, you know, you hear all this coming out of Buffalo and they're like, you know what? We've we got to take care of it. Like, we don't we don't have to go crazy. We don't have to take deep shots. Like, we have to avoid turnovers, especially against the Saints that don't have an explosive offense. To me, that strikes me as when Allen feels like he is in trouble or he feels like it's a tight window, he's not going to take the chance in this game. He's just going to take off and run. We just saw Jalen Hurts absolutely destroy the Saints, right? from a rushing perspective. So again, it's not one that our prop at cheat sheet necessarily likes. It doesn't have an edge. It has over by 0.06 rushing yards, which is fine. But I lean that way, Pat. Taysom Hill scoring touchdown actually is a great call. And I, it's now my favorite prop of that game, but I do lean, if anything, Josh Allen over rushing yards, 32 and a half. Yeah. That makes sense to me, especially uh, after the, the Jalen hurts blow up last week. Yeah. I think just everything sort of fits for it. All right. That's it for our best bets podcast. Pat, your dog was great. Thank him for uh, for keeping that. Thank you. Good for job, the Theo. Time. Good job, Theo. I know it's a very busy time for you. Thank you, everybody, to join us here today live again on our YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe to YouTube.com slash betting pros. Uh, make sure you don't miss our content. And then go, by the way, to bettingpros.com slash helmet, where you can win a signed Saquon Barkley helmet just for subscribing. Just to recap our best bets in addition to the props. Pat, you like the Lions getting three from the Bears, the Raiders and the Cowboys under 50 and a half, and the Rams getting one from the Packers. I like the Steelers getting four and a half from the Bengals in Cincinnati, the Texans laying two and a half to the Jets, and the Titans and the Patriots under 44. I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the family. Enjoy the football. Enjoy your Sunday as well. We'll be back, as always, next week, taking an early look at the Week 13 NFL lines as we just fly through the season. I will talk to you then. 